You have trades, we have grades. It's Fan Fiction Friday here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Friday, January 20th, 2023. This is Tidying Gonzalez and Colby Patnev for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description below. We'll be getting into your Mariners trade proposals here on Fan Fiction Friday, and please be sure to stick around until the end of the show for a very big announcement. Announcement. Chills. That's all I got to say. But before we get into all of that, a reminder, we're giving away a $50 Mariners gift card to one lucky listener. And if you win, but you're outside the state of Washington, you'll instead receive a $50 MLB shop or fanatics gift card. All you have to do to enter is subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you already have, you're already in. You're good to go. The deadline to enter is next Tuesday, January 24th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. We will then select the winner from our YouTube subscriber list and announce it on next Wednesday's show, which is January 25th. All right, Colby, let's get into these trades submitted via Twitter from our listeners. This one comes from Daniel. It's a Mariners-Marlins trade in which the Mariners get Sixto Sanchez, former top pitching prospect and utility infielder John Birdie, for Taylor Trammell and Tom Murphy. Colby, it's a Tom Murphy trade. I know you love these. Who's the backup catcher, Daniel? Don't tell me it's Cooper Hummel. That dude cannot catch. He is worse than Luis Torrens. Okay. He's not the backup, so who is it? Jacob Nottingham. Brian O'Keefe. And by the way, the backup catcher has to play at least 60, 70 games a year. This isn't one of those things like, well, how valuable is the backup? Pretty dang valuable when he's playing 40% of your games minimum. All right. So who's the backup catcher? Because you know what? He's not on the roster right now. And even if you go tell me, well, I'll just go sign Luis Torrens. Okay. Do you trust Luis Torrens to be your backup catcher? I don't. And I'm the biggest Luis Torrens fan in, in Mariners fandom. So like, uh, no, just no. That being said, on the surface, like I understand the thinking behind the trade. Tramel for Sixto is, you know, kind of two struggling former top prospects. Sixto's struggles have been more injury related. Um, Tramel's has been production wise. Um, but I understand the idea there. The Marlins have a ton of starting pitching. So Sixto is probably on his way out of there, anyways. And they have desire, they have you know, publicly stated their desire to add an outfielder. Tramel has pretty high upside. So I definitely get the idea behind it. And Birdie is kind of a, you know, utility infielder. Murphy is a backup catcher. So I totally get like what your, your thought process was. I, I understand mm-hmm. that minus the catcher thing. And it, this isn't one of those things like you don't need a backup first baseman. You don't, right? This is like a fourth outfielder. Like you need right. a fourth outfielder. You need a backup catcher. And you just don't have one if you, if it's not Tom Murphy. And, and well, this is one of those little things that like we probably should be paying more attention to in general, because there's a chance that Murphy's shoulder isn't a hundred percent and he's just sure. not the same player he was. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, you're in trouble. Now, to be fair, most teams don't have a good backup catcher. Most teams don't have a good everyday catcher. The Mariners are fortunate to have what they have in Cal Raleigh, mm-hmm. but that's still there. Which, so, you know, I would just say, get Luis Torrens done already. But either way, uh, I I understand what the trade thought. I understand what the process was. Um, 
I, I, I think the valuation is, is probably a little off, but not too bad considering what we, we see here a lot. I just don't think that it's it's viable at all because you don't have a, a replacement for Murphy and you don't need mm-hmm. Sixto Sanchez and you don't need Birdie. You have, mm-hmm. you know, you have Bryce Miller's probably better than Sixto Sanchez right now. And Dylan Moore is John Birdie, more or less. So did the Mariners really get better? I don't think so. Yeah, I think these are nice luxuries, but you also are giving up a really unique luxury and having two starting caliber catchers, at least, you know, if, if Murphy Assuming is healthy. Health. Right. Assuming health. Yeah, if Murphy is healthy, then you, you have that, and that's a big question mark. But if the Mariners do feel that he is healthy enough to to catch and, and do all those things, then they I, I don't think they would even entertain this idea. Uh, because you're essentially trading luxuries for luxuries here. Um, maybe not Tramel. I, I wouldn't consider Tramel necessarily a luxury, but um, you don't. This is just to say that you don't really need John Birdie or Sixto Sanchez. You don't need them. Um, right. I just don't think that they would see really the the value in doing this. Um, I'll give this though. I'll give this fifty two. Uh, I think it's. <laughs> I, I always view 50 as kind of the, the average, right? Uh, and I think this is just slightly above average for being creative. I don't I wouldn't do this, though, uh, but it's it's interesting. And I think the valuations are pretty spot on. 25. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's like I'll give it like a 45. Yeah. I just I, I think we're undervaluing the backup catcher. Yeah, agreed. All right. Next uh, next trade comes from Stan. Stan has a deal with the Reds. Tyler Stevenson and Spencer Steer for Harry Ford, Michael Morales, and Travis Kuhn. This one's uh, this one's interesting. Uh, Colby, what do you think? I, I saw a couple of Tyler Stevenson trades. Um, no, never going to happen. Why would you trade? Stevenson's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's a very good player. Mm-hmm. He makes no sense for the Mariners. Mm-hmm. You're going to bench Cal Raleigh? No. Mm-hmm. You're going to bench Tyler Stevenson? No. Mm-hmm. So what are you going what are you going to do with them? I assume this right, is like a DH each... plan, right? This has to I be, right? Yes, but that's that's doesn't even work either because you, we know the Mariners are hesitant to DH catchers. And they're so you're just going to have, you know, each guy play 81 games, so you're you're losing value on Stevenson and, and Raleigh if that's the plan. You don't need a catcher. You don't need a starting catcher. Right. And Stevenson is young enough and he's produced enough that he's going to cost a lot. And even the trade package that he's like um, the only Stan, good major league of the Reds have right now. <laughs> yeah. And even the trade package stand, even if that made sense, like if Stevenson made sense for the Mariners roster, the trade package is too light. I think Stevenson's got four years of club control Agreed. left. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're giving the Reds Harry Ford and, and nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yep. it's not going to work. It doesn't, it doesn't fit with what the Mariners need. It doesn't, uh, address the value question of what the Reds are giving up. The trade just doesn't work, and, and Stevenson just is not a fit. Um, so long as you have Cal Raleigh, because you you, you can't have like it, it's kind of like with Sean Murphy, right? Like Sean Murphy's available. Should the Mariners go get him? Why? Like, how does that make the Mariners a better team? Yeah, Sean Murphy's a really good player, but it doesn't really fit. Right, you. Cal, Cal Raleigh is at least as good as Tyler Stevenson. They do it differently. Stevenson's more of a contact guy. He gets on base. He's a good defensive catcher. Raleigh is a power guy who's a switch hitter who works really well with his pitching staff. Um, so, yeah, yep. like I, I think they're at the very least they're in the same range. And honestly, Raleigh's had a better major league career, uh, you know, because he Great. stayed healthy basically this year. So 
I just don't think the valuation is is correct. I don't think the the fit is correct. So I just I don't yeah. see this as something they even entertain. Yeah, for all the reasons that you said, I am giving this bounce it between a thirty and a thirty five. Honestly, um, same. I'll, yeah, I I just it doesn't make sense from a Reds uh, standpoint. It doesn't make sense from a Mariners standpoint. I right. yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah. gonna go thirty. Yeah, if if you had a certain plan for Stevenson, mm-hmm. that maybe you know let us know, and and that could bump it up a couple steps. But ultimately, you're assume, losing value. Like real quick, I would I would assume that the plan here is that one of them is DH and Murphy is the backup. Right, but again, now you're carrying three catchers, three now pure catchers. Stevenson, like yep. Stevenson, Raleigh, and, and Murphy, they can't do anything but catch, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and by the way, if, you're, if your plan is to, to DH Stevenson, right, like if that's part of the plan, mm-hmm. then Stevenson's not as valuable as what you're trading because right. a big part of Stevenson's value is that he's a good catcher. Right. So it just it just and look. This fit. is a moot point because the Reds are not trading him for this package. They're just no. not. They're just not. No. He's coming off a really good year. Like yeah. he's got club he control. Is. He's young. Like he's and again, yeah. he's like their only good major league hitter right now. He's <laughs> like yeah. They're 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 going to value him rather high. And I know that the Reds have a pretty you know the Mariners have a pretty good rapport with the Reds right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just I don't see this at all. I I don't. All right, uh, we got more trades coming up here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? And you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you, which is perfect for your new year's resolution what makes built bars so good well for starters they are all covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. And you're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first Listen, let's get back into these trades here on Fan Fiction Friday, starting with Anthony, who has, uh, this one looks really familiar, Colby. Anthony, are you a subscriber of the uh, Control the Zone podcast on patreon.com forward slash control the zone? Because, Colby, I think we've talked about this deal before. Taylor Trammell and Brian Wu for Seth Brown. Yeah, 30. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think that's probably about what it would take. It, it, it feels like a little bit of an overpay for Seattle, just, but, you know, Ty and I are both Brian Wu guys, so, um, Woo! yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think, yeah, we did talk about this on our Patreon show, 
uh, I'd give it like a 50. I, I think it's, I think it's pretty solid. Um, I don't know if it would cost that much. Like I, I would say there's a non-zero chance you can get it for Tramel straight up just because Brown's really only had one year of, of being like a, a true everyday player. Um, but you know, he does have four years of club control and Tramel does have questions. So I think this is, I think this is about the right range, uh, that it would cost to acquire Brown. And, and if the Mariners did that, then like, I, I it would be tough for me to say that I love that deal, but like, mm. I get it. I understand it. And I think it makes sense. So I, I'd say like a 50. Yeah. As we talked about on our Patreon show, I mean, he's a, an average-ish defender in a, in a corner uh, spot. Mm-hmm. He's actually uh, like his worst spot is, has been first base, oddly enough, but he can mm-hmm. stand at first base, which is something that, I, you know, you and I have said is something that the Mariners could use someone that can uh, play first base here and there especially if the inevitable Ty France injury uh, comes around and this is a guy that you know he crushes right-handed pitching uh, mm-hmm. he's posted you know a 100 plus WRC plus in every single season that he's played in thus far um, and uh, he's stayed healthy uh, for the most part 150 games played this past year you know, 233, that's not great. Uh, but again, you look at what he's done against righties, pretty dang good. Um, and you get him for four years. Uh, yeah. That's going to cost you something. That's going to mm-hmm. cost you something for sure. And I think Wu, like the range of Wu and Tramel is, is uh, pretty much the perfect spot for Brown. That's about as far as I'm willing to go on, uh, on Seth Brown. So, yeah. Um, Considering we've already talked about this, you don't get uh, much of a bump in grade for creativity. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a 55 because I think it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty on the money. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's move on here to Randy. Randy has the Mariners getting lefty reliever Joe Mantiply from the Diamondbacks for Perlander Baroa and Spencer uh, Spencer Packard. Colby, your thoughts? Uh, not nearly enough. Um, for Mantiply. Um, also, I, I, I would be worried, like, am I buying high on Mantiply? Probably. Um, again, not that I would happily give up Baroa and Packard for, for him, but agreed. Uh, there's there's a probably a pretty good chance you're not getting the guy you think you're getting. Uh, but I even at even at that, I, I don't think that the Diamondbacks do this. There's really no reason for them to. It appears, at least on paper, that the Diamondbacks are are trying to improve this year at the very least we know they're not tearing it down or anything like that um and that's kind of what this trade would be it, it, it's kind of a, a a rebuild type of a move but um yeah i just don't see arizona doing this it, it's part of, only part of it is because i really don't like perlander baroa all that much um but Damn, i just Colby i don't hate perlander baroa confirmed yeah I, I have him one spot lower than Ty does in our prospect ranks, but I hate him, sure. Um, no, By I just, the way, I just prospect don't... week coming up soon. Yep. We're going to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would say next week, but... You'll see. You, you guys will Maybe see at the end of the show. Give us 10 minutes and our, you'll see. Our, our, our plans got a little derailed in the, and for a good reason. For a very, yeah, we, very we good reason. We actually haven't uh, discussed how, like how that's going to work, but we'll get to that later. It's not mm. important right now. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that the, the diamondbacks are going to entertain this. I, I, I think if you know, they were going to trade Mantiply, it'd probably be, I bet they asked for like Emerson Hancock or something like that. And that's just, no, not happening. So yeah, I'd give it like a 40. 
Mantiply is yeah, Mantiply is coming off of a really nice year. I believe he was an all star. He was their all star yep. this uh, this past year. Um, you know, lefty. Uh, and I know you guys really want a lefty in this Mariners bullpen. He averaged a little over a K per nine. Didn't walk anyone. He walked under uh, one guy per nine, which is uh, pretty mm-hmm. wild. Uh, in sixty innings pitch, no less. Two eight five ERA, two eight three FIP, two five two X FIP. He was really good. He was worth one point two F four on the year, and he was pretty good in twenty twenty one as well. Thirty nine and two thirds innings pitch, eight six two Ks per nine, three eight six walks per nine, three four zero ERA, two nine four FIP. Um, yeah, it's just you're gonna have to pay more than this, and at that point, I, I don't, because I, like Doesn't you said, I I feel like I might be buying a little too high here on Joe Mantiply. I don't think this, I don't think his 2022 numbers are who he actually is, and so right. yeah, yeah, I don't feel particularly great about that. So I'll go 35 on this. All right, next trade comes from Hamswaggerty69. Tigers gets Jared Kelnick, Brian Wu, and Michael Morales for Austin Meadows and Jason Foley, who is a right-handed reliever. Um, So we've talked about Meadows on our show, but this is too much. Uh, Even with the inclusion of Foley, who I think has like six years of club control, um... Foley's just like he—he's had a good, you know, he had a good good year this past year, but he doesn't strike guys out. Uh, he's just—he's just a dude. He's a mid leverage reliever. Um, and Meadows has one year left, and you know, nothing against Austin Meadows, but uh, you know, he is coming off of a year where he's dealt with some mental health issues. He's dealt with some uh, injury issues. I just don't know where he's at. Uh, there isn't really any certainty there. Uh, with Meadows so uh, good good hitter who would certainly you know help Uh, I just this is way too much yeah Foley is Pitt Murphy only statistically worse so Foley doesn't really help you that much because we talked about this on Wednesday's show um, Mm -hmm. as we record this on Wednesday Um, Mm -hmm. but we're wearing the same clothes yeah (laughs) the Mariners bullpen is pretty much set we think uh yeah. more or less and and the guys who might be able to push into this bullpen are probably better than foley so he doesn't really add much to this deal so it what it really comes down to is it's kelnick woo and morales for austin meadows it, it's it's a gross overpay yeah um meadows doesn't really help you defensively he's a dh only which fine you know whatever that's kind of what the mariners need right now and he can play left field or right field without crushing you so i think meadows is a good target I just think he's got two years of club control left and you're giving up five years. years. Yeah. But you're still giving up five Mm -hmm. years of Kelnick, six years of Wu and six years of Morales for two years of a one fifteen WRC plus guy coming off of injury. Yeah. No, it's, it's an overpay. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm open to the idea of Austin Meadows, just not Mm -hmm. for this at all. Um, 35 for me. Yeah, I'll go 30. It it's it's a pretty drastic overpay. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. That's a lot yep. of stuff. All right. Uh Colin has uh the Diamondbacks getting Tyler Locklear, Chris Flexen, and Travis Kuhn. Uh and the Mariners get Christian Walker. This is too little, I would I would say, for the Diamondbacks. I also 
you know, frankly, I, I don't know what the Diamondbacks would really want with Chris Flexen. I know they're weird. I know the Diamondbacks are really weird. So maybe they would want Chris Flexen, but I, I just, I, from the outside looking in, I have no idea how that would make sense and how that would add any sort of value to the steal for the Diamondbacks to give up one of their better hitters. Right. Uh, and Locklear is someone that you and I are both fairly low on, lower than I, I would think, you know, a lot of prospect outlets are. Um, so as a leading piece, he doesn't do a lot for me here either. Yeah, I mean, Locklear's ceiling is probably Christian Walker, and Christian yeah. Walker is good now. So why would the Diamondbacks yeah. do this? Um, Flexen, I'm I'm going to guess Colin's idea is that that's kind of offset salaries because that's the only thing I could see that makes sense. Sure. Um, yeah. And every organization has a Travis Kuhn in their system, so he's yeah. not really going to add much value. So essentially it's – Locklear for Walker. Why would I trade Walker now for And by the way, Travis Coon, teams could have drafted him in the Rule 5. Right. <laughs> you know, the right. Bears could have protected him from the Rule 5 and they didn't. So, right. yeah. Yeah, but it, this is essentially asking the Diamondbacks to trade, you know, Christian Walker now for maybe a chance at Christian Walker in three or four years. Right. It just, it doesn't work. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. I don't think Christian Walker's getting traded. Um mm-hmm. At least not not before the season starts. But uh, even if he did, it's it's probably going to be a little more expensive than this. I don't know. You know, we always say maybe the Diamondbacks love Tyler Locklear. Mm. We don't know, but based on what we know right now, I'm I'd give this one like a thirty-five. It's just it's it's too light. Now, if Mariners traded Ty France for Pablo Lopez, Christian Walker could become an option there. Uh no. Uh, I'm gonna go thirty on this one. I just I don't, yep. I don't this does this isn't even a conversation starter I think uh, for the Diamondbacks yeah yep. all right next trade comes from Big Bat ninety six sent this one last week but there was no fan fiction Friday uh, Taylor Trammell and Perlander Baroa for Yandy Diaz Yandy Diaz is such a weird player to evaluate at least for me because he's mm-hmm. uh, essentially a full time DH who doesn't hit for power but hits for a lot of average he's like he's kind of Luis Arise in a way. Like elite, from the right side, yeah, yeah, from the right side, just elite on base skills. Uh, yeah. but again, no Good power and control, he, and he doesn't, yeah. and he doesn't give you anything defensively. So how do you value that guy? Yeah, like he's fine at first, and like he'll stand at third, which pretty much just describes our eyes. They're they're very similar hitters, um, and both are coming off of what is likely going to be their career year. Um, so you're buying high on, on either of them. Uh, I think the problem here is I, I do think that that the Rays would be open to trading Yandy. I don't think they're they're trying to, but I think they're open mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. The issue here is that what you're offering is our two 40-man guys. And the Rays are one of the few teams in the league that have massive 40-man issues every single year. So they'd have to kick somebody off of their 40-man to accept this trade. And do they really want to do that for Trammell or Baroa? Probably not. Probably not. And also, we know Trammell struggles. Uh, they're they're pretty prolific right now. I think Trammell is kind of a proof of concept right now. Like, he has to go out and he has to hit uh, at some point before he's going to have much trade value. Um, and Baroa is is just a reliever. Now, the Rays are a little weird, so you can't ever just dismiss anything offhand. But this I don't see them doing because, again, you have to add both of these guys to your 40-man. So not only are you trading Yandy Diaz, you're trading essentially somebody else off of your 40-man to add these two guys. 
And I just don't think that they would be willing to do that for either of them. So sure. I think it's too light. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, Yandi is an interesting get if you can go get him. Uh, but he's certainly not like the ideal fit. He's a right-handed hitter. There's not much power. He has versatility, but not really. Um, I think, you know, if you're looking for a race hitter who might make sense here, I think Isak Paredes makes a little more sense. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't see Jonathan the race. Aranda, being, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see the, I mean, at least Paredes has some major league success though. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think they're interested in trading. Like, or I think they're open to trading any of those guys. I just think that what you're looking to, if you're going to try and put an offer together, I think they're going to come to you and be like, let's talk, you know, Lazaro Montes guy. We don't have to put on the 40 man for a couple of years has huge upside. Um, and I, I think, I think that's probably fair for them to yeah. ask. Uh, I wouldn't do it, but I think it's probably fair. Yeah. Or if you had more depth than your bullpen, I'd be open to talking like Paul sure. Seawald and something. Um, sure. And like I said, go. the Rays are creative. So is Jerry. That's why they're they you know made they've made a couple trades in the in the past you know five years, but yeah. uh, uh, they're both creative. So I, I don't want to say that it's definitely not going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen for that for that trade package. And I, I think the forty yeah. man concern is actually a bigger part of the reason why. So yeah, if the Rays didn't have the forty man crunch and they they weren't competing, like if they were a bad team selling off. I think this would be close-ish. I think you still have to give more than than what you're offering right. here. But yeah, in terms of where the Rays are right now, where the Mariners are right now, this uh, I'll give it a forty, but I I don't think this gets it done ultimately. Yeah, um, because of the the meh nature of of Yandy and his, and his fit here, yeah. um, and the issues with the forty man, I. I think the most I could give it is probably a 40, but yeah. again, the Rays are weird. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Last trade of the day. It's a pretty big one. It's another Marlins Mariners one. Um, this one comes from Nate Marlins receive pick number 30, Jared Kelnick, Emerson Hancock, and Matt Brash for Jesus Sanchez and Edward Cabrera. This is a big boy. This is a, Big boy, Colby. What do you think? It is one of the worst trade off. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a big one, right? Um, yeah. I think it's an overpay, uh, but I also think it doesn't really make sense uh, for the Marlins all that much. Like, like Sanchez is, is a starting outfielder. The Marlins are looking to collect outfielders, not trade them away. Uh, and Cabrera is interesting, but he does have what six years of club control. He's been a little hit, little hit or miss at the big league level. So when you look at what the Mariners are giving up here, you know Matt Brash is a huge piece of this bullpen. He's going to help them this year. You can't say the same for Cabrera. I mean, you really can't. And by the way, Bryce Miller, honestly, is a better pitching prospect than Cabrera. So is Cabrera even like the next guy up? I don't know. So how much value does that have? Uh, Sanchez is interesting because he's a lefty. He can play, you know, all three outfield spots. Uh, he didn't have a great year last year. I think he posted a 93 WRC plus, but he's, he's a, he's a useful fourth outfield type of piece, but that is what, if, if the cost of that is, you know, Jared Kelnick, Emerson Hancock in a comp round B pick it, or a, a pick it's, it's too much. It, it's, it's a drastic overpay for two guys who are interesting. Certainly. But neither of them have enough of a track record that I can guarantee they're going to help me more this year than Brash or Kelnick. And then on top of that, I'm giving up 
you know, the second best pitching prospect in my system who still has, you know, number four Mm -hmm. uh, written all over him and, you know, a a top 30 pick, first round pick, essentially. It's just, it's a drastic overpay. Yeah. My question here, my first question reading this is why do the Mariners need to do this? Yeah. Because, you know, Sanchez, again, regressed this year. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. ton of talent, ton of upside, not denying that, ton of upside there with Cabrera as well. But neither, neither of these guys are consistently producing at the major league level. Same as Jared Kelnick. Right. And I already have Kelnick. And he right now is penciled in as a part-time starter for me. On top mm-hmm. of that, I'm taking away a big piece of my bullpen of Matt Brash. I'm taking away a you know, a top 30 draft pick who likely becomes a top 100 prospect in baseball, or at least, you know, a top 10 guy in my own farm system. That's a really valuable asset. And I'm also removing another top six ish prospect from my farm system. I just, this is a lot for a couple of guys that I just, I don't need. They're interesting. Like they're really interesting players with a lot of upside. I, I, you know, it's a great upside play, you know, just talking about those two guys in general, but I don't need to do that this year. Right. And I think on top of that, you you don't trust those guys that you're getting. I don't trust them. Yeah, no. Right. And so if it if you don't trust Jesus Sanchez, like, like maybe Jesus Sanchez better is better than Jared Kelnick, but like like what's the ceiling of Sanchez? Yeah, well, like what's what's the upside of Sanchez? Like a 110 WRC plus guy? He was 114 I think in 2021. Okay. So let's just go with that. Okay, like, so let's say he's 114, right? What does Kelnick have to be for Brash to be worth giving that up? You know what I mean? Like, it, because if Kelnick is like an 85, is that 20% worth giving up Matt Brash and, and replacing Matt Brash with Justin Topa? No, it's not. It's not. So, like, Kelnick has, for that to be a, an equal trade off, Kelnick has to be like a 45 WRC plus guy. And because they brought in Pollock to kind of protect him, I don't see that happening. Um, so I just don't think the gap between those two is enough. And then Cabrera, like, like even if you want to break it down, like it's like Kelnick and, and let's say Hancock, right. For, mm-hmm. for Sanchez. No, I'd rather have my guys. Um, and then it's, it's brash in, in the comp pick for Cabrera. No, like brash is going to help me this year. Fact Cabrera. Mm-hmm. You might. He's he's a good arm. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. Cabrera's a, a nice player. Like, he's a very interesting player. But you can't trust him. You know. And, yeah. and so, there's a chance here that the Mariners are trading three players who impact their 2023 roster and the 30th overall pick for two guys who might not. So, or for one guy who might not. Sanchez is pretty safe. I think. I think Sanchez is safe. But you're overpaying for safety at the expense of upside. Yeah. But what like. If we're just trying to gauge here, I mean, Sanchez is going to give you league average production this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine, but not for this trade cost. Right. Like, what What do you think the odds are that Jared Kelnick finishes the year with a 100 WRC plus? Not great, but I think he gets close. Especially like, with, with, like with, with, with 15%? With Pollock. Yeah. Like, yeah. Probably fif- around 15%, 15, because, because 10, with, po- 15, with the 20? presence of Pollock, like you said, right. they're protecting him more. He's not going to face as many lefties. Like, he should be able to post better overall numbers. Right, and even, even when he struggles, Kalnick is like 85 WRC plus against righties. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, like hypothetically, if Kelnick just does what he does, and Cabrera I, I, or Sanchez, I think is like a one one hundred six WRC plus guy career. Mm. We're talking about twenty one percent difference offensively. Mm-hmm. Is that worth the competitive balance pick, Matt Brash, who's probably your second best reliever right now, and Emerson Hancock, who's your second best pitching prospect? No, it, it's an overpay. Like you can go get a Jesus Sanchez from someone else and not give up this much. You can do it. You just go go trade for Corey Dickerson or or go trade for, you know, whoever pick a pick a left handed hitting at Rob, go sign Robbie Grossman. Like you can get Cabrera. I think Corey Dickerson signed by the way. He did, but I'm talking yeah. about like in July. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just it's it's an overpay uh, for two players that I I don't trust, um, and I think Sanchez is a. I don't want to say margin. He's somewhere between a marginal and significant upgrade. He's somewhere closer to marginal than significant. So I think it's really interesting. I think it's, it's, you know, it's unique. It's something we haven't seen before. I just think it's, it's a gross overpay for question marks. Agreed. Um, I, I would give this like a 35, honestly, but because it's really interesting because these are guys that we haven't talked about before because we had a really interesting conversation to come out of this. I'll bump you up to a 45. <sighs> 42 mm. and a half. Ah, uh, he wanted to be different. Yeah, look at him. 42 and 5 eights. Okay. I like that. Yeah. 716. We, we should start doing decimal points. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yeah. All right. Let's waste no more time. Let's tell the folks what we're up to. I forgot we were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have cut the last conversation a lot shorter. We're recording on Wednesday here, so it doesn't feel like we should be talking about this yet, but we are talking about it. All right. So if you saw on Twitter on Tuesday night, Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday night. So last night for us, but three nights ago for you guys. Um, we tweeted, we are up to something, and that there is an announcement coming on Friday. So here we are. Joining us next week on the Locked On Mariners podcast is a certain president of baseball operations for your Seattle Mariners. Yes, folks. Chills. Jerry DePoto. <laughs> is joining the Locked On Mariners podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, I think we are running a, something down below. Leave in the comment section how long it'll take before I piss off Jerry DePoto <laughs> enough that he never does our show again. Like, is the over-under like eight minutes, seven and a half minutes? I, I don't know, but. Going to um, have to keep you yeah, in check. I'm going to have to avoid all Dylan Moore talk. <laughs> Just had the dump button yeah, ready yeah, to go. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. He's sliding that way. Click. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's exciting, man. Like Jerry's been at the top of our our wish list for a long time, um, and you know we we get to cross him off, and and it's it's obviously it's the biggest interview we've done so far mm-hmm. on the show, only because Julio won't return my text or DMs, but whatever, we'll get to that bridge later. Hey, um, maybe Jerry yeah, can pick us up. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So yeah, we're gonna have Jerry Depoto on the show, which is like, you know, for us, that's like as big as we could hope for. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like I said, he's been number one on our board. Um, 
he, he bumped Goldsmith a little while ago, <laughs> and then Julio bumped Goldsmith. Goldsmith's sitting solidly at three. Mm-hmm. So uh, once Jerry, uh, you know, comes on, then uh, then Goldsmith will bump up to two. And, but, and uh, Goldie, if you're listening, you don't want to get bumped down <laughs> further. Do not go to St. Louis. Look <laughs> in my eyes. Do not go to St. Louis. <laughs> That would be the end of you on our board forever. Exactly. So, but yes, we are be careful. We are talking to the man himself, Jerry Depoto. We're going to be talking to him on Wednesday. I think we might try to actually release that on Wednesday night. We're talking to him at two Pacific time. Um, but I might try to just get that. Ish. Yeah, ish. Uh, but I might try to get that out same day because, you know, knowing us, knowing our luck, we wait until Friday and then like half of our questions become irrelevant because he went out and traded for Brian Reynolds <laughs> or what have you. So yeah, yeah well, well, yeah, probably not, but you yeah, know, so. yeah. So, uh, we'll, so that might be Wednesday show. We'll keep you guys posted on that. Maybe it's a Thursday morning thing instead. Uh, but we'll see, uh, but we'll let you guys know, but yeah, uh, we're very, very excited about this. We didn't expect this to, to happen. It just kind of randomly came together as of Monday and Tuesday, but here we are. Jerry DePoto's coming on the show. So sometimes when you shoot your shot, you hit your target. So that's right. Um, that's right. So yeah, <laughs> excited to have Jerry nervous to have Jerry. I think Ty and I are probably going to prep more than we have for anything else uh, that we've done on locked on, uh, while still trying to maintain our certain, um, Genesequois. <laughs> yeah yeah whatever you want to call it. like yeah because last thing i like i don't think we want this to be like a, a 710 interview where we're like tell us what you're going to do next oh you're not going to okay yeah. like or you're excited to have fans at the ballpark <laughs> yeah. like what do the fans mean to you yeah, like no, no. no we're not gonna do that yeah. we're gonna we're gonna ask some real questions we're gonna yeah we're gonna have some fun we're gonna maybe we'll even talk to him about some memes you know, who who knows? Yeah, maybe, but we we also don't want to be like you know like just a silly like oh yeah Jerry you're just yeah. gonna make fun of Jerry and like we don't want to be essentially like we want to be Stephen Colbert mm. more than we want to be like James Corden right so well, for you that's, you're, that's kind you're of Stephen Colbert Colbert Patnode yeah 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 okay you gotta okay. you gotta earn that Colbert yeah. you gotta <laughs> you gotta earn the <laughs> I feel like I have do I earn it if I don't make Jerry so mad that he hangs up on sure. us? sure. Sure. If if Jerry says he'll come back on the show because of you, I'll I'll call you Colbert. Oh, because of me. Yeah. Like, ooh. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I mean, I guess if you guys have questions, it, maybe you come up with a better one than we do. Mm-hmm. We might ask it, but like leave your questions down below. Who knows? But no, Ty and I are pretty much gonna spend the weekend trying to hammer out like yeah. a tight fifteen minute interview with with jerry depoto so yep i uh, i surprised colby with that one by the way i didn't tell him that i was reaching out to jerry and so i uh because i didn't think that jerry was getting back to me so and all of a sudden he got back to me within 24 hours and i'm like oh what what do i do i didn't plan for this so yeah i I sent colby the screenshot on tuesday night and then quickly uh, started teasing it on Twitter. and uh, But now it's confirmed. It's confirmed by the man himself that he will be joining us next Wednesday. 
obviously he's a busy man, so things could change. But uh, for now, he is scheduled to uh, to meet with us at two o'clock Pacific time on Wednesday. So look forward mm-hmm. to that. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace. Chills. Chills.